back to 35 Years Apart. I'm Madeline and I'm 17. I'm Marta and I'm 52. We're a mother and daughter and we both like to read, watch things, and have opinions. We thought it would be interesting to explore how our opinions are the same and different based somewhat on our ages and lives. Today we're going to talk about the Little House on the Prairie books and Madeline, I'm not even going to ask you who should summarize because as you know, I'm a little bit obsessed with all things Little House. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if there are somehow people out there who don't know about Little House on the Prairie, the Little House books are a series of seven children's books written by Laura Ingalls Wilder. They are fiction, but they're presented as autobiography, and they are about Laura's childhood in the 1860s and 1870s. Laura wrote the books in the 1930s and 40s, and they've been popular really, like, ever since they were written, they've been popular. Um they're really, they're not just about Laura and her family. They're about the American frontier and frontier life and how the country was settled. And, and they're about her family and her reverence for her parents. Ma Ingalls is a mother that like no one could ever live up to. And I can't really explain why I'm so obsessed with them. I've read several biographies of Laura. We have several other books about the books and the places We've gone to several of the sites. I went to several of the sites before I even had kids. Madeline, as your mother, I need to know, do you share my love of Little House? I don't think anyone could ever live up to your love of Little House. I have several friends who do. That is not true. Okay. Um, I like it. Okay. So what do you remember about the books or our trips or... The book that I think I remember most vividly is The Long Winter. Yes, and I think a lot Um, of people were thinking about The Long Winter, like, during COVID. Yeah. I was not, but when I think of Little House, what I picture is, like, a family stuck in their house in poverty and starvation and misery. And then I remember that that's not most of it. It's true. That is not most of the series. And even that, I mean, maybe this is part of what I like. Like, she's just so, she's somehow relentlessly cheerful and optimistic without it moving into that sort of toxic positivity that people have. Um, yeah. The books became, I just read this recently, that the books became really popular in Japan after World War Two, <laughs> And uh, a lot of Japanese people wrote Laura. And she, like, wrote them back and was like, you know, stay, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think we all go through hardship, but nobody goes through hardship quite like that. I don't know. I'm not sure if I would enjoy them now in the way that I did when I was, like, eight and you were reading them to me. I think that I like, part of it was I liked the experience of you reading to me. <laughs> and this is what yes. you wanted to read. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll roll with this. <laughs> um, so interestingly, I did not read the books as a child. Hmm. I did not read them until I was in college. I did. There was a TV show version, which is ridiculous, Yeah. Um, that I did watch as a child and I enjoyed. But I did not read the books. When I was in college, I took this class on 19th century history in literature, and we all had to, like, you had to pick mm-hmm. a book and write anyway I thought I was being super like clever by choosing Little House because yeah. like children's literature was isn't considered serious 
Mm-hmm. And, and instead, I started an obsession. I would say nothing about the plot really drew me in. I found the first, the very first book, like, very charming. Sure. And I still do. Yay. And, I mean, I'm glad that what you enjoyed was me reading to you because that's, you know. Yes. One of my greatest joys as a mother. Do you remember we read these other books that I also really liked as a child, but I did not like when I read them to you. The Jewish version of Little House, they're called All of a Kind Family. I remember hearing about these <laughs> So we have most of it those. Did, can you describe a plot to me? <laughs> well, not really. And that is or like I... <laughs> a name of a character? Oh gosh, now I can't even remember. All right, so I'll tell you. It? So they take place in a tenement in the Lower East Side, and they're about a Jewish family with like, five girls or something and I cannot describe a plot to you because there is no plot they are the slowest books ever yeah I don't remember this at (laughs) all I don't think I knew what a tenement was when I was like well probably not but but I mean so when you read them as a kid or when your mother reads them to you as a kid all you remember is sort of like they're a family story That's all I had remembered. And then when I read them to you now, I'm like, why are these so slow? They're by a woman named Sydney Taylor. And they are. They're basically kind of a Jewish version of Little House, which is nice, but they are boring. Mm -hmm. They don't have the lore excitement. Yeah. I want to detour briefly to talk about these trips we've taken to (laughs) Little House sites. Because I do remember those. I remember them mostly as good experiences. Um, we've been to almost all of them. Well, okay, so we've been to Pepin, which yes. is Little House in the Big Woods. Uh-huh. We went on like a festival. Yes. with And that was with my best friend at the time, and that was... And her mother, who is equally obsessed with Little House. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. So we went... We've to- been... To DeSmet, yes. which is in South Dakota, which is where they lived through the long winter. Through the long winter. Mm-hmm. And where her parents stayed after she moved. We've also been to Plum Creek. Yes. The, bank, the banks of Plum Creek. Um, there is another site in between Plum Creek and DeSmet, whose name is escaping me right now. And we have been to um, Rocky Ridge, where Laura lived when she wrote the books in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been to DeSmet and Plum Creek mm-hmm. long before you were born. Yeah. DeSmet is lovely. It's like mm-hmm. a town. Oh, it's so much fun. But then also remember we went and we spent the night at, like, we spent the night at Pa's, um, claim. Like, we spent the yeah. night where they live. And I remember you being home. very excited about that. I was so that. excited. They have they actually have covered wagons that you can rent, uh, which we did not do because they were sold out, and that turns out for, to be the best because apparently they're really, like, hot and stuffy. As yeah, you well, they're imagine. covered wagons <laughs> in, like, July. But, you know, like, we were there, and we could see the trees. Pa planted one tree for each of the girls, and we could see them. And yeah. we went to... And you were very excited about all of this. I was. It's, it I was, was... 
I think so maybe that- I was I enjoyed it in the sense that it was like a big open field mm-hmm. and we were just like staying there and there and were some activities cool, like activities yeah. around I and a miniature horse. That. Remember the miniature horse? Yes. And they have cats that live there that are like the descendants of the cats that lived there when, when Laura was there. I think maybe that's part of what I like so much is that this all was so long ago, and then she wrote. Even when she wrote about it, was so long ago, and yet it's still there. It's real. It's like I can't go to you know my other, my two other favorite children's books mm-hmm. are the Winnie the Pooh books and yes. the Peter Pan stories. I can't go to Hundred Acre Woods. It doesn't actually exist, mm-hmm. right? But I can go and walk. I can I can stand right where Laura yeah. sat when she wrote, and I can stand right where certain things happened. It's so this just... brings up an interesting point, which is how much of these stories are autobiographical? Yes. So this is an ever changing thought. Um, when Laura, so Laura wrote these books and they were edited by Laura's daughter, who at the time was a very famous writer. Mm-hmm. Her name was Rose Wilder Lane. Um, and Laura and Rose presented the books. They swore that they were autobiographical. They are true. They are also fictionalized. There are things left out. So like The Long Winter. Yes. They were not actually living alone at that time. Oh. There was another couple who had just had a baby who lived with them who was apparently they were horrible people and mm-hmm. so Laura did not put them in the book sure. um there are things like uh you know the villain Nellie Olson yeah. she's a combination of people yeah that makes sense uh timelines are shifted in little house in the big woods in the books she's like five but in reality she was only three so, okay. and there's a whole part that is left out in between. It's between the third and the Plum fourth book, right? Creek, between right Plum, between uh, the the one where they t- she talks about her husband and. No, no, Farmer Boy is the second one. Farmer um, Boy is the one that's about oh. Almanza. Yeah, so between the third and the fourth, which <coughs> right. are Plum Creek and the one before Long Winter. Or a little town on the prairie, maybe. Anyway, um. They had a whole, there was a whole part of their lives that she left out because she had a little brother who died. They went and lived in this hotel. She mm-hmm. was like working in a hotel. Um, and then later on, they kind of got even more edited because her daughter Rose was a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And she really wanted the books to be about the American spirit and libertarian ideals and that everybody does it for themselves uh-huh. which in reality the ingles like live like they took land from the government you know like yeah and they were living on indian land too which brings us to another issue which is whether or not the little house books are racist okay i don't think i remember these books well enough to comment on this i think that is fair um i Okay, so as a white woman, it is probably not really up to me to declare whether or not they are racist. Mm -hmm. I do not find them racist. I think Laura probably had all of the, like, normal prejudices and biases of the time. Yeah. But I think actually when you read certain aspects, you see that she actually she admires Native American culture. She wants she would rather 
in some ways, she seems to be saying that she wants to be a part of that culture as opposed mm-hmm. to turning. I mean, it's interesting. So the whole mother-daughter thing, which is a huge part of the story, both because there's Laura and her mother, and then there's Laura and her daughter. Yeah. But her mother is definitely racist. Like, she care Ma yes. says stuff yes, that's she just is. like... I, I just I just had like 18 different memories. <laughs> yes, she is racist. Um, and, you know, her mother, even though she idolizes her mother, she idolizes her mother as a mother, mm-hmm. but identifies with her father as a human being. Yeah. I think, I mean, again, it is not our place to say whether or not it's racist i feel like it's not i i feel like at the time that the book was published it was probably not the prejudices they weren't fine but they were accepted Mm -hmm. does that mean that children need to be reading about them now Right, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. Like there, yeah. you know, there's a Lauren Goes Wilder Literature Prize. The books are almost always on recommended lists. And there are a lot of people um, suggested that they be taken off those lists, that the prize, the prize maybe even was renamed. I'm not sure. And I have really mixed opinions. I, I, I get it, but it's also really hard. I mean... Look, it's hard to be told that it's, something you love is wrong. Yeah, I think it's on the same. You mentioned Peter Pan mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. That is also an extremely well, racist story. <laughs> well, just the part that the whole Tiger Lily. And, yeah. Yes. And Peter Pan is also very racist. I think that there are some stories like that that can be that are timeless and can be edited to make okay well i don't think you should necessarily edit them i think you should explain them yes i think if it harms children to read Uh if it harms native american children or children of color to read little house because they feel like they are left out or they feel like they are being treated badly by the story Mm -hmm. then that is one thing if we're just saying well we're not going to read this anymore because people in the past had different sensibilities, then I don't understand why we can't just explain that. Why we can't sure. say like, look, it was at the time it was considered perfectly okay to use the word engine. You know? Like yeah. why can't we just say that? Yeah. But that I doesn't mean, necessarily know. mean that the books have to be on like curriculum. Yeah. I just don't want them to be lost. I do think they tell a story And even though that story is imperfect, it's still a story that's part of our country. Sure. I think that it is complicated, especially because... So, like, Peter Pan is being remade Mm -hmm. constantly, leaving out 
racism in Peter Pan is a lot easier than leaving out racism in an autobiography. Well, and also because the whole, the Ingalls whole story is dependent on the racist idea that the Indians don't have a right to their own land. I I think if this book is going to be in curriculums, it should be there in, like, it should be there with something that's like, hey, there, there are some things that are wrong here. Right, I agree. Right, I mean the whole, the Ingalls whole story, the Ingalls repeatedly move on to Indian land, sometimes legally and sometimes illegally. Yes. Like the whole Manifest Destiny westward expansion is racist. The, the story of our country yeah. is racist. And a lot of this story relies heavily on the idea of manifest destiny right pa pa gets uh you know anytime it gets too crowded pa wants to leave yeah which actually it turns out that it's anytime pa owed too much money pa wanted to leave and also anytime you know pa there there weren't any places that nobody lived there were just places where white people didn't live yes so yeah do you remember any, like, I I do think there's a lot sort of mother-daughter stuff, but do you, does any of that... I actually remember more vividly um, Laura kind of filling a son position. Yeah. Or what would be a son position at the time. Like, I remember specifically the... one scene where she was taking firewood. <laughs> yes. Like, she was doing something with firewood yeah, she brings in dad. all the firewood yeah and she works yeah she's a tomboy mm-hmm. and I think that that attracted me I liked that <laughs> she was a tomboy I liked that she was cool I like um just in stories in general like the strong girl who mm-hmm. hangs out with boys yeah I mean I think I think there's something I think um weirdly I think a lot of hero heroines hero female heroes in in children's literature are almost always tomboys which which okay i have a problem with this i like the tomboy character but i think that what that's saying is that if you want to be a heroine as a girl if you want to be powerful as a girl you have to act like a boy whatever that means i think that's i think that's very astute i think also though it's interesting that if they write these characters, these spunky characters mm-hmm. that girls are attracted to, why does our society still expect us to act like Mary instead of Laura? If we know that girls, I mean, when girls play Little House, when yeah. kids play Little House, nobody wants to be Mary. <laughs> Mary just sits there. I mean, even before she's blind, poor thing, she just sits there Yeah. and does everything right. Everybody wants to be Laura, right? you see if listen if this story was from mary's perspective and it was written as like uh i try so hard to be perfect and everyone's just focusing on laura all the time because she's being like a bad kid we would all like mary that is entirely possible one thing i do think is weird that because i just finished this biography of laura is Okay, so Laura's whole world and the whole world of these books is her, like, obsession with her family. Yeah. But, like, there don't seem to be a lot of letters back to her family once she moves to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a few of them here and there, but I'm like, 
well, how come we don't know? Like, Mary could have been, like, they were all literate. Like, yeah. why why don't we have more stories about what happened to Ma? And, and her younger, Carrie was, like, also a writer. Like, I don't know. I just find it, I find it interesting that her family was, like, such, she's so obsessed with her family that in her old age she can write seven books about them but doesn't write them letters very often. That is fascinating. So she has this husband. Manly. Yes. <laughs> who, who there is a book written about. Mm-hmm. Does that involve her at all? I, no, I've so never far read more, this book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't why know. is it, like, why is it in the continuum always at the same place? So she wrote... She was, I think, what it is, is that she did not set out to write a seven-book series. Mm -hmm. She set out to write books about her childhood and sort of the growing of the country. Mm -hmm. And Almanzo has a very different background in some ways. Mm -hmm. His family, he's from New York. His family was wealthier. Um, There is the whole thing where like his sister he has a sister also named laura Mm. um that nobody likes and and eliza he has another sister like he has i don't know um so i think she just at first she was just writing whatever books she thought would sell and then people wanted more stories about her got it and i also get the feeling that almanzo or manly as she called him um which Let's not like why is that his nickname? And even his whole name, Almanzo, is a little strange if you think about it. There's all nobody really knows why that's his name. Um but I think I mean he was not as talkative as she was. Like he wasn't oh here, honey, let me tell you the story of my life and you write it all down. Mm. Um but when he first shows up in the Little House books, he's like a friend of her father's. Okay. And then a few years later, I feel like he, I mean, he is significantly older than her, but not in a totally creepy way. Okay. I feel like these books, they're charming at times. I, they are set somewhere. When I think of these books and I think getting to the later seasons, seasons? (laughs) whoa the later books in the series yeah Yeah, the later books especially i when i think of them and i think when i was reading them as well what i picture is just like misery i mean life was really hard and i mean she tells us that but she has such a cheerful attitude and i wonder if there's a point i mean was it was a teacher at one point she was yes in the books yeah was she like walking very long distances oh so is well, that something else well so she goes to live she gets this teaching job in a like the next town over mm-hmm. and it's horrible like the kids are horrible this couple that she lives with are horrible it's just i actually learned this phrase from this biography um shacky wacky hmm. <laughs> which like apparently like you know how we're all going a little covid crazy yeah apparently shack wacky or is something that happened to pioneer women quite a lot that 
the isolation and the deprivation and the hardness Mm -hmm. drove them a little crazy. And so Almanzo used to pick her up like every Friday from these people and bring her home for the weekend and then take her back for school on Monday. It's probably what you're remembering. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like there was just a time when she was just always like stuck in this house with her family all the time. And she, like, didn't really have anyone her own age. And I was like, this is... Yeah, I mean, I think... miserable. I mean, look, we... <laughs> we understand a little more now, right? Yeah. Like... Like, it... Like, it, it, that doesn't seem... Like, I feel like the first book, when she was six, was very charming, very, um... Like, it was just, like, a sweet family story. Yeah. And then it got... As she got older, it, it got could, less. Well, and the final book, which was not released with the originals the, the first four years, a lot Wait, of people... these were all released at the same time. No, no, like one at a time. Okay. Um, but, so this one wasn't released until after she died. Um, and a lot of people don't like it because it doesn't have that sort of cheeriness to mm-hmm. it. Um, but I do... I do think her point kind of was like, hey, stuff is hard. I mean, if that's if that was her point, then that was her point, and that's great. But she tricked us with Little House <laughs> in the Big Woods into thinking that this was like a fun story. Well, but even that, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a scene in the book where they're like playing catch. The thing they're playing catch with is a pig's bladder. No, I do not remember that, and I don't think I registered it at the time. I might have skipped part of that, because there's a whole pig slaughtering scene. You must have skipped that. I think I probably did. Um, because, you know, life was all very yeah. close to the edge. I mean, I, one of the things I always think about is the whole, um, you know, the way parenting has changed, that, mm-hmm. like, during Little House, and Pa talks about this, like, even more so in his childhood, like, Children had to be seen and not heard, Mm -hmm. and children had to obey. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very different than how you were raised, Little Miss. Yes. Um, But that's okay, because then, when Laura doesn't listen to Pa, Mm -hmm. she falls into the slough and almost dies. Yes. When you don't listen to me, I don't even know what happens when you don't listen to me. I get aggravated. Like, you don't listen to me, and maybe you, you know, miss signing up for something. Or maybe you, you know, I don't know. It's just, the like, the stakes are not as high. Like, yeah, it is considered much more likely that you will grow into being an adult than it was in Laura's time. Yes. And also at 17, you might want to think about getting married now. No. <laughs> Once again, no. No. Yeah. No. Um, 